Welcome to the NFT Project, a podcast where we explore the world of NFTs, decentralized technology, the blockchain, and all things related to the future of music. We're your hosts, Boy King Koi and Project DJ. On the podcast, we'll be highlighting projects we love, insights we've gained from others, as well as sharing what we've learned from running Project DJ. So join us every week as we find out how these blockchain technologies will shape the future of music and the world around us. This is the The NFT NFT Project. All right, guys, welcome back to the NFT Project. And today we've got the full squad again. We're back this time for a non-interview episode. What do we call these? Just hanging with... This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is what they pay to listen to, mate, is us three. The, inter- the interviews are just bonus footage. You know? If you're out there paying to listen, then I don't know how you're doing that or who you're paying. Brock's got a sneaky Patreon. Mate, i got a PayPal somewhere, man, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but welcome back, everyone. Uh, on this episode, we are going to be discussing a little bit about music NFT supply. So, you know, there's many different ways that people can go about releasing their NFTs and how many numbers they do. You know, we've got the one-of-one kind of additions um, that some of the bigger artists have done. And then we also have additions, uh, which is we'll talk about. And then something that I like to discuss and something I'm far more interested in is what I like to call rarity tier additions. I don't know if it has a name yet, but that's what I'm calling it. And that's what we're going to call it today. So uh, how, uh, how are we going, guys? Going good in this in this terrible crypto market where we're surviving, we're thriving. We're we're actually, yeah, I think we we've been talking all week. We're actually more excited that the prices are lower now because it's just like now it's like well we know what projects are good, so but now they're becoming all to, all of a sudden more affordable. So you, it's it's really starting to weigh up the options of like how do I get that extra couple of thousand dollars so I can get into something really really good. Brock's, already, Brock's talking about bank loans, you know. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready to take out a house. Okay? Not, not seriously. <laughs> Definitely, I'll never do that. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we're all kind of excited by it. It's sort of taken a little bit of pressure off that whole when you know when whatever when's the next thing when's the next you know product or thing going. So I think. You know, for myself and I know the Pixel Band team, we're actually excited about, um, you know, some of the innovations on the tech side we can start working on uh, and, you know, building community because now is the community of musicians. Um, you know, a little bit of steam has come out of the market and, you know, some people who may be looking to be investors more, um, you know, are probably not as active. So, uh, yeah, great time to build community, um, you know, in terms of people that are actually interested in whatever your project's actually about. So, um, yeah, just a great time for builders, I guess. Um, but, yeah, today uh, I think that's probably something we can talk about in a, in a future episode. Um, but today we're going to talk about supply. Uh, it's something that I myself have thought a lot about with uh, releases and different strategies of releases, uh, and I've implemented the what we're calling the rarity tier edition music NFT release for one of my releases. Uh, and I think, you know, we'll go over some of the benefits and things to consider as to, you know, why you should go in a certain direction today. Um, but maybe I can just start off by sort of explaining what each each of those things are, I guess. That's probably a good way to start. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard of the one of one. 
uh, NFT. That's when you're selling one copy of the NFT. Uh, so music NFTs, it would just be the one copy. A lot of people do that with things like music videos um, or other kinds of you know music NFTs, and they'll just sell the one copy. Um, so that's one way you can release a music NFT. You can also then do editions. Now we see editions is quite common on a lot of different platforms, um, platforms like Mint Songs. Uh, you can have editions. You can also do it on um, you know your own projects and things like that. If you're just doing ETH or OpenSea, um, and editions is essentially selling multiple copies of the one music NFT. So they're all unique NFTs because they're non-fungible, not the same as the other, but the media attached to them is the same. So you might sell 25 NFTs of uh, you know, your track and it might have all the same cover art, all the same music attached to it, but it might be edition one of 25 or two of 25, or it could be edition six of 25. Um, and so that's what your edition music NFTs um, are. Now the last tier, uh, tier, the last music NFT um, that we're calling the rare, the rarity tier edition NFT is where you actually have different tiers of NFTs with different supply. So the way you can do it is you can have, for example, you might have your top tier might be a three of three, so you might sell three copies of that. Your next tier down, the supply might be 10 of 10. So you might have 10 copies of that. And then you might have one that's 50 copies, for example. And so people often get confused with that and say, well, what's the difference between them? And there's a lot of different ways you can do it. So obviously you've got your supply is different to begin with um, of each of those tiers. But what you can do is you can have, say, different artwork for, um, you know, for the, for the, the more rare ones might have a more premium artwork. Uh, and then on the next tier, you might have a different artwork as well um, and a different artwork again. The other thing you can do is then also attach different utility to those music NFTs. So maybe the most rare music NFT gets some kind of actually, you know, one-on-one -on -one experience with the artist and you're only giving away three of those. Then your other tiers, maybe you get some free merch or you get, you know, discounts to tickets and things like that. And then maybe the the lowest tier, you don't get anything. You just get the music NFT. So, you know, that's an interesting way. I haven't seen a lot of people do it. Um, some people have. We have seen it. But um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. How do you figure out which way to go for yourself um, and sort of what should you consider when thinking about your supply um, of your music NFTs. So uh, I'm going to pass off straight to you boys if anyone wants to jump in because I've just talked a little bit there to explain it. But uh, well, I think any thoughts straight up? I think, yeah, just to, to your point, um, I can't I can't remember exactly who who's doing it, but it's like Catalog or Mint Songs, one of those where it's you have your release um, and you can have 50 songs or 20 or it's 20 songs and then inside that there's a golden key uh release so like someone you and you don't really realize it until the whole you don't get to realize that until the whole um set has been minted out so no one knows that they have it until all of them have been bought which is a really cool i thought was a really cool add-on so there's just cool. yeah it's, it's just really the way you want to go about it is just how broad is your imagination that's that's kind of like where the rarity tiers can get into is, and that's that's why I personally love them so much, is because it's it's only it's only stopped by how creative are you, mm. and it's it's definitely it gives more, um, I think, incentive to the fans to either you know like like especially that golden key one. It's like 
hell yeah, I want to buy one. I want to, I want a chance at the golden key or whatever, you yeah. know, like it just gives it, you know, doesn't gamify it essentially, but it gives that extra kind of push for a fan to be like, oh yeah, this is cool. I want to be, I want to be a part of this. Um, we've seen, we've seen um, Royal do the different tiers of um, drops for the projects that um, the artists that push projects on there. So it's like, you know, for the Diplo one that we participated in, there's like a diamond, a platinum and a gold, I think diamond gives you the biggest amount of royalties, um, streaming royalties. Um, and then it tapers off between, um, platinum and gold. So there's all like, there's so many different ways that you could do stuff with the tiers and stuff. And if you want to, I think it like also comes down to whether you want to like, you know, foster a community in the space. Um, and if that's the case, you definitely want to do maybe like tiered stuff and give rewards to those people who are buying your NFTs because that's what they're kind of, that's what they're here for really. That's it. Anytime when you're selling, you know, edition versions where there's more than just the one copy, you're going to be building more community then, right? Because, you know, if you're just selling the one copy, only one person can own it, but selling multiple copies, uh, you can have multiple people, you know, purchase those um, and then be part of your community or, you know, identify as part of your community or a fan. So, yeah. It, it was, um, I just, sorry, I just quickly looked it up. It was Sound XYZ that, that do that. I was going to um, tell you that, yeah. I knew it was. And they, and they also have another um, tier, like part of that is every time an NFT gets sold um, you, to that owner, you can then be on this message board, on this private message board on their site to that artist. So, but if you sent a message before that, when you own the NFT, your message gets wiped after you sell it. So there's just like, as far as tiers goes and, and having multiple NFTs is really a lot of options there. And as I said, it just goes back to your creativity and how, how deep do you want to go in a sense? So I think, you know, one-on-ones are more just like, I have this beautiful piece of art I want to sell. And then rarity tiers is like, I want to build a community. And I think there's definitely, there's definitely different like ways to go with like one of ones, like I picture a one of one for an artist or something, or a very like limited edition would be something like the music video um, would be a really cool thing for like a super fan to own, you know, that one, that one piece of music video. Whereas if you want to like, you obviously want to get your song out there. So like doing additions and stuff of the songs is definitely the way to go. So you can get the song into more people's hands. I guess that almost works as, that almost could be done in a rarity tier system uh, if your one of one is the music video and then, you know, and then the next tier down is doesn't come with the music video. You know, it just comes with the artwork or something like that. Um, so you could actually work a one of one edition of something into a rarity tier as well. Um, so there's, you know, there are ways to, to do both of these, I think. Um, and to be honest, like it, you know, if we look at like pricing, you know, your one of ones traditionally should or will get attract a higher individual price because of the scarcity, obviously. Um, but, you know, having additions and things and selling them at a lower price, meaning that it's more accessible to more people may actually end up being, you know, more revenue than a one of one if it, you know, if you're selling certain number of copies at a certain price. So, you know, addition and rarity additions can actually help to, you know, build community, but you also could end up with more 
um, you know, more revenue from that one track as well. So like, you know, the price, even though you see all these huge one of ones going for, you know, huge money and huge, huge ETH prices and things, if they had sold multiple smaller, you know, um, multiple of a, a cheaper price, they, they may have even made more money. Who knows? Um, so I think that's something to consider when you're looking at it as well. Um, you know, is that, yeah, that interesting sort of. Well, it's, yeah. It's also how big is your market? You know, you, you really want to be wary of, um, and I think we've said this in previous episodes where initial artists we were speaking to in that kind of bull rush in September, October, where everyone was just trying to put 10,000, you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone thought, okay, everyone's just into 10,000 units of whatever NFT you have. And so they just make 10,000 songs and it's like, where's your audience? Like these guys are creating, why they're selling 10,000 NFTs is because they have an audience that they can sell it to or they feel like they have a product that will generate hype. You're an artist that wasn't doing well on Spotify and then you've come over here with a, within a couple of days and you're minting 10,000 NFTs. <laughs> yeah. You're doing really add up. <laughs> yeah, that's put, it. Put up, put up 10 first and see how you go and then yeah, sell the next 10. collection, up it, up, up it a bit, you know? Mm. That's what I mean. There's there's also distribution and how you distribute, which is you know a whole nother sort of um, a whole nother podcast as well. But I think like if you look at like you know community and stuff like that, like we spoke about building that community through um, you know having more than one and and the rarity and stuff. Um, I mean that's important for your project really if you're going to do like a big pro. If you don't, and especially if you don't have like a huge following already, um, trying to do a one of one when you don't have a huge following may not be the best idea because you know you may not sell it for very much um, and then you can't sell anymore because it's a one of one. So that's something to definitely consider. I suppose the other thing that is good about a one of one is the utility you can attach to a one of one. So because it is a one of one, you can attach the utility and you only have to give it to one person, you know, whereas if you've got additions, you have to do multiple. Um, and then the rarity edition is a similar concept, but you know, you may have to give it to more depending, but that's where you can add in that interesting utility where you can give different levels of utility. So um, just something else to consider, you know, if you are going to do these rarity uh, tier models or edition models and you want to add utility and things, it could be more of an investment, whether that's, you know, time by the artist or money or whatever it is um, to provide that utility for, you know, multiple NFT holders. I mean, I hate to, um, you know, self-promote in the case of UGI as well with Pixel Bands. You guys, the Pixel Bands did such an amazing thing with the community building, having both sides of the community, essentially. Like that, this is something that I, I believed in wholeheartedly and it really kind of excited me even more about NFTs. Like I was already really excited. And then when I saw that idea and kind of started to understand the concept, I, I got, you know, even more bullish on everything because it just made me realize how many people you can reward in one situation if you play your cards right. Having all the artists, you know, just, I mean, how many artists were involved in the first release? I think there was only about 70 or 80, to be honest. That, but that's, you know, yeah. 70, 80 artists that probably weren't getting a paycheck before that or yeah. – you know, I, I dare say fifty percent were probably hadn't made any money from music previously. Yeah. Um. You know, would be a good guess. And then you've got that on the back of are they they're still making money off secondary now? Yeah, well, they like made a small percentage. Yeah. Forever. 
they'll, yeah. they'll make money off the secondary sale forever. Forever, yeah. Um, so it's five percent they get on that. So and, and we've then, already paid out a, like it's it's already up well over eighty thousand um, dollars. There you go. Paid and out then in, and then in the January. same instance. And then the same instance, you know, you'd be playing rarity games with the people that are purchasing the NFTs as well. So they are purchasing an NFT for a certain price, but if they get a good one, it's worth more. And then in mm. the case of even even further down the hole is like, um, I don't know the name of that character that you guys have, uh, what's his name, Stu or? Carl. Started, Carl, Carl, yeah. <laughs> Where like one character's basically taken on a mind of its own and gotten a, tw- a Twitter account and now like comments <laughs> on all your stuff. It's it's Carl's a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hate that guy. <laughs> you know, you can you can really grow out a community with with a larger collection, but as we said, it's it's only do it if you have the access to that amount of people. Um, and then in the same instance, you know, additions can just be a nice, simple way for you to just test the waters. If, you know, you, you're just coming over and you're like, hey, I know I've got 100. I know I at least get 100 people that are interested in my music. Let's just try five. And so if I can sell five, then oh, cool. I know at least the, that temperature, I can sell five next time and, and keep on going like that. It's It's all about you know, managing your expectations um, as much as it is managing your fans' expectations. Yeah, definitely. Um, something I've actually thought about quite in depth about this is the collectability side of your music NFTs, depending on this supply rarity game that we're talking about hmm. and the kinds of people that are actually more likely to invest or be collecting those different styles of nfts so you know i've sort of thought about it and you know really i think like you're one of one because of the price point um you know you're really looking at people with that uh, who are like looking to actually be investors or looking to like speculate and things like that um or whales and super fans yeah in my mind that's the three groups who you're going to be looking at that will invest in one of ones your general you know um if you look at like the other tiers additions you'll be looking at sort of the medium level um sort of fans medium to general fans um and then you know stuff with um you know the rarity stuff you actually start bringing in people who you know are maybe a little bit more interested in sort of the gamification of it um so you know are you are you going to be able to to collect maybe you love that artist and you want to collect all three of the rarities and and own all three um so you know you're getting your with your edition based ones as well you know with the rarity and with the normal one you're looking at sort of your general music collectors like your general Mm -hmm. public who maybe like collecting music um like you know have record collections and things like that those kinds of people are going to be more likely to invest in those edition based ones because if they're wanting to invest in all different music NFTs from all around the community, different genres and people, they probably can't afford to be, you know, investing in one of ones, um, you know. So I think it's interesting to, to think about that, who actually collects these different kinds of NFTs because I think that's important then when, you know, when you're trying to plan what you should do um, because you've got to think about who is my fan base, who's in my fan base, do I have super fans who are willing to spend that money, do I have – do I have whales that like my music that I know a whale, you know, or do I, you know, or, or do Cooper. I, have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or do I have people in my community who are just general fans of me that maybe they don't dabble in web three too much. So they're probably not going to want to spend a heap of money um, on things because they're already in a new realm. Uh, so I think it's important for people to, when you're thinking of this supply thing, 
think about your fans. Who are your fans and, you know, what would they be most likely to collect? Yeah, we just ran into a super fan. Like Aaron and I just ran into a super fan through VFriends where um, I think it was a Fox character. Uh, One guy in particular had collected every single tier like one one NFT of every single tier of that character. I think the only one he didn't have, because Gary inside V Friends has Goo, which is like Gary, you know, originally owned NFTs, which is just like his collection. So yeah. that was the only one he didn't have of that particular one, and he was petitioning over VCon to try and get Gary to either gift him one or buy one off him. But that's yeah. that's how heavy you can go, and that's a super fan, you know, and a collector. Like, because I'm, if I had enough money, that would be me. Like I'm like that. I like to have, if I like one, I want to have all of one. Yeah. Well, that's um, like, and that's even like us now. Like I want the number one chain smokers. Chain smokers NFT. NFT. I'm, yeah. I'm chucking, I'm chucking offers out going, Hey bro, I really want the number one. Like give it to Eighth, me. Eighth's crashing, bro. I got a bit yeah. of cash. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be worth this much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, that's something to consider. And that's something I don't think a lot of people think about when they're thinking about their suppliers, knowing your fans and knowing who's in your fan base, who would collect the NFT. Um, I think that's a really powerful thing to do for people looking at launching their collection and even asking your community, you know, how much would you be willing to pay? You know, like just so you know what to mint them for and stuff like that. I feel like people, you know, that's a big thing I know in, in that a lot of people are big on in <coughs> web two in asking your community what they want. Um, you know, Gary V, like you just, you just said, he's a, he's a huge proponent of that. Just asking your community what they want. And I think that's something that everyone could bring into the web three space. Um, you know, especially for sort of pricing of, of music NFTs. So yeah. Agreed. Uh, I guess the last thing that really doesn't have too much to do with supply, but it's something that you should maybe consider um, when thinking about your supply that I don't really see anyone talking about. I haven't seen anyone talking about anywhere uh, on Twitter is the potential for future utility for those music NFTs. No one talks about this. You know, if you sell your music NFTs and they don't have any utility attached to them at the start, that doesn't mean that you can't attach utility to them down the track. Um, I think that's something that needs to be spoken about a bit to for people to understand because it's like, you know, I may not have the means at the moment um, for, you know, me at my stage in my career to provide this extra utility because I don't have the funding or the time or the team or whatever it is. But there's no, there's nothing to say that down the track I can't airdrop free music NFTs to, to holders mm. that hold my NFTs. I can't send merch out i can't you know do any of these extra you know utility things give people one-on-ones um and that's, so I think and that's, that's the beauty that's the beauty of the blockchain is that you can continue 100%. to add value to nfts over time no matter what yeah com- it's just, compounding it, it yeah. yeah yeah you kind of get in this position where you have to think you know to explain it to an average punter you have to explain it as like a, a lifetime membership well it's not even that it's an infinity membership you know it's, it, there is no ending unless the internet or the world explodes like there's just the blockchain it'll it's immutable so yeah. it will always be there so it's it is a lifetime membership for your family forever <laughs> to that particular you know collection put, put it in the will person. yeah put it in the will mate you can have my v friend um <laughs> and and yeah you so like you can't imagine that you know, my life's changed dramatically in five years. 
so like you can't imagine that an artist or um, someone running a project, you know, that it is a risk in the same instance because you can't, you don't know whether they're going to continue to run that project or be that artist forever, but everything's a risk in that, in that sense, you know, so you, you're better off if you're, if you're looking to get into the game, try not to do, I think what Jai's trying to allude to is, is try not to overthink it in a sense that you're just stressing about over delivering from the beginning, just show up, you know? And as we said, like the collection doesn't have to be a thousand fucking NFTs. It can just be five. It can be three. Just figure out how big your fan base is. And, or, or as, as we said, these three different styles, figure out what's going to work, what you feel is going to work best for you and your fan base. And then go with that, but be very cautious with the initial drop. That's all we <laughs> petition for is just don't overcook yourself in that initial one because you will either number one, scare your fans, or number two, scare yourself away. And then we don't want that. Web three is for everyone. And the other thing is if you add utility onto it down the track, how much of an amazing and awesome surprise is that to someone who's bought it? Um, you know, they feel rewarded and they feel grateful because they're getting something on top that they didn't expect. So, you know, people love that kind of stuff, you know, those. I like to get on top. Well, it's, like, sure. it's like, it's like all you got to think about is, you know, like, <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> hang on. Oh, wow. I just, instead of playing you this kind of effect, I've just removed it from the. <laughs> we had a soundboard ready to go. We were playing with earlier. Yeah. Um, you just got to, you just got to think about it like this, you know, if like, let's say NFTs and the blockchain and Web3 were as prominent as they are when Billie Eilish was coming up and Billie Eilish put out a collection of 15 NFTs and you and you bought one because you were a super fan of her early stuff and then all you got to do is think about how big she is now and how much value she could then give to someone like that who supported her in the early days and it's like yeah cool sweet like next time i'm on tour come backstage and hang you know like social currency through the roof yeah like like (laughs) and then that 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 nft is like worth thousands and thousands of dollars because all the other fans are going i want that it's like that's just how you've got to think about it is like people are investing in your music in your career in you and you're able to give back to them um through this connection with the NFT. Mm. Totally. Now this is going to sound a little bit like self-promotion because it kind of is, but I want to give an example of how you can set up this rarity edition, you know, tiered rarity edition. So I'm just going to go through quickly what I've done with my release with like showing some of like what you can do. So like with mine, I've got five different tiers um total of 40 copies of my music nft so the top tier there's three versions of it and it's the south by southwest limited edition um so this is an edition that was actually minted on the pixel band beta platform uh while they're at south by southwest but it was done from my house in australia um so it was the only remote location one done um so quite rare there there's three of those at 10 so each now they actually come with the commercial rights so if you uh if you purchase one of those uh, that is me giving you permission to use that track for commercial use so you can use it on youtube you can use it in whatever content you want and keep all of the royalties for it so that's you know that's the top the top tier um, one and there's three copies. Uh, that artwork is the original artwork from the track. Um, the next version is the original artwork version. There's five copies at five soul. 
Um, and that's just the original track with the original artwork. Again, you get the commercial rights to use that. Um, next edition, there's seven coffee copies at two and a half soul. Uh, and those have different artwork that's been made through the con, con contrastive project. They've got soul stones, which is an AI um, sort of it morphs an image of another NFT into a new image. So I've done that on one of their realms. And so that's got different, um, you know, it's got different supply there, seven copies, and it's got different artwork, um, kind of cool artwork. Next version is the Japanese edition. It's got 10 copies at one soul. Um, again, I've used the same, uh, the same AI um, sort of technology to change the artwork. Now, this one doesn't come with commercial use. The top three you can use for commercial use. These ones don't. So you've got that one with 10 copies at one soul. And then the bottom one is 15 copies at 0.5 soul, uh, which is, again, a different um, different artwork. And, yeah, it's uh, yeah no commercial use as well. So you know that's just how I've done this for this first uh, sort of drop. I just wanted to experiment with it, and I thought it was an interesting way to go. So, um, you know, that's an example of how, how you can do that. And, you know, you could add way more utility or way more different, um, you know, perks to each of those NFTs. But, um, you know, and that's something that I, I love that word, Tim, perks. Perks. Yeah. And that's something that I, I added the commercial utility at a later date. So when I released them, I didn't say that it had commercial utility. Um, and now I've decided that I'm going to do that for the top three tiers. So, mm. um, you know, I think there's 15 copies um, that are at that, uh, you know, that top, that top tier with commercial use. Um, so that's 15 copies out of the 40 um, that have that. But, you know, if you're just a fan and you don't want that commercial use or you don't want need it, you can go pick one up for 50, you know, 50 cents. It's almost what it's worth. 0.5 so <laughs> um, <laughs> at the moment. So, um, you know, they can go in and, and support there. So that's just a little example of how I've done that one and, and you know, a way that you could do it with, adding not too much extra utility really, um, you know, to that. So something to think about, um, an interesting concept. Um, not enough people talk about it and anyone can do it. You don't need to be on a Royal or a sound XYZ or a, you know, any, any exclusive platform. You can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you say that that tier ha- um, gets in terms of utility or perks, um, you know, is, is yours. Thanks. So, thanks, Joe. Thanks. So I'd add that in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. I think that's the biggest takeaway, and it was even funny uh, with our recent episode with Jack Frost. Um, our uh, what is it, uh, Metaverse Defender? Um, him just making that joke about you don't have to go to Facebook's website to get it onto the metaverse. You know, like it's just yeah. we we sometimes forget the public knowledge of of what's going on. So it's like really we do have to kind of explain that. It's like, hey. NFTs are simple to mint. There's, it's not crazy. There's a couple, couple of marketplaces you can do it really, really. It's super simple. It's like clicking through a program that you would normally. It's like uploading know, a file to SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. Simple, super simple. Nothing crazy to it. Um, it's just, I think the initial part of maybe setting up a wallet is probably the most is the most annoying and difficult. But even that's not really difficult if you know how to use a browser. So don't be afraid. Come join us. Watch this space in terms of that as well. Oy, oy. Some uh, some interesting <laughs> stuff we're chatting about. Um, so yeah, all right, all right, man, uh, boys, team, guys, friends. whatever we want to call friends. <laughs> let's uh, super, let's super pals. Let's call this one a night. I think. Um, 
but yeah, everyone out there, um, definitely have a think about supply and stuff like that. And if you've got any other interesting ideas or ways to uh, structure supply or rarities or additions or anything like that in the music NFT space, hit us up, let us know, uh, and maybe we can have a chat to you on the podcast. Sick. Awesome. All right. Good job. See you, everyone. Have Catch a good up. week.